Welcome to Economic Insights, where we sit down with some of the top city building and industry experts to unpack the latest business insights and opportunities affecting fast-growing cities like the City of Surrey in British Columbia, Canada. My name is Stephen Wu, the Manager of Economic Development with the City of Surrey. And today, we'll be sitting down with one of the largest credit unions in Canada to discuss business trends they're seeing in the region and how it's affecting company growth and relocation decisions. I'd like to welcome Ed Mickelson, He's the Vice President of Business Banking and Leasing with Prospera Credit Union. So thanks so much, Ed, for joining us today. And maybe before we begin, you can kind of uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, about Prospera Credit Union. Okay, well, that sounds good. Well, thank you, Stephen. I'm looking forward to the conversation. So maybe I'll start with myself. Uh, I'm an Alberta boy, transplaced into BC in 2010 and 35 years in the financial services industry and four years with Prospera Credit Union. Maybe then Prospera Credit Union, we're 120,000 members, 700 employees. Our head office is in Surrey. We have 26 locations spread out through the lower mainland, the Fraser Valley and the interior of BC, the Okanagan. I, I think our brand stands for local banking means more. And it is a differentiator between us, I guess, the credit union system versus the alternative uh, channels for financial services. That's wonderful. I'm also an Alberta transplant as well. I actually came to the Lower Mainland to study at UBC. And so it's great to see more Albertans kind of flocking out this way where there's less snow. (laughs) You know, it's funny when you say that because I think about all my time in Alberta, 40 years there, and I didn't realize, I thought I was moving for weather, but it became about there's no mosquitoes. I can live and work in the same place. I mean, you didn't have to go somewhere to live life. So, you know, I think it's... It's ironic a bit what we're going to be talking about today, the super growth in the market. But there's many people like you and I that have chosen uh, the lower mainland just because of the climate, but also the other opportunities it brings. Absolutely. Well, you know, I, I think, you know, one of the interesting things is, is Prospera actually, you know, merged with Westminster Savings a number of years ago. Actually, not that long ago, but before then, Westminster Savings had chosen Surrey to actually be its home back in 2016. And ever since the merger, you guys have chosen to remain in the city of Surrey. Can you tell us about why that decision was made to kind of choose Surrey City Center as your HQ and why you guys have chosen to remain here? Yeah, so you know it's a it's it's an interesting topic because you think about supply and demand and and I I hate to say it's about being competitive. So for us to be competitive, I'm going to call it, you needed to do the right thing for your members and for your employees to and so when you focus on the members and the employees the fastest growing city in the lower mainland with the most opportunities, the competitive advantages of affordability, strong growth. And then I'm going to call it some of the additional benefits of Surrey that we've seen, which are, okay, it has access to the SkyTrain for our employees. It has centrally located. It has enough land to grow. The talent pool, it's got one of the highest immigration and migrations in Canada to the area. So you think about that talent and the education levels and the diversity. Then with that growth comes people who have new ideas. They have new capabilities and capacities. So new industries are forming, but they're also strengthening the existing industries and services. So it's just a very excited place to be. And if you think about, I think of some of the other parts of the world as urbanization has continued, let's use Toronto. What's happened? Greater Toronto area. 
urbanization isn't dead. And Surrey really has a competitive advantage to some of the other areas that don't have as much land. And so they can't compete on affordability or that growth. So would you say that the move was really more about the talent or really more about being close to your customers or a little bit of both? I would say all. It is about the employee experience as well. So yes, our largest market share is in the Surrey marketplace. And so you want to be where your your members have it. The other part is our choice of Surrey Centre. Let's look at it. It's the largest, tallest tower in Surrey. City Hall's just down the road, so we can go visit people like Stephen. But it's the centre. And I sometimes when I'm sitting on the 25th floor and looking down, I go, I can't imagine what this is going to look like 10 years from today. But can you even imagine fast forward 20 or 25 years from now? I think about a development just down the street near the hospital, which it's a residential development that we're involved in, kitty corner to the hospital. And you think about the university just being, so you can see all these things from the 25th floor, but today there's not many stories to those entities and that's going to change, but urbanization isn't changing. So the answer is transit, talent, members, all those things, but really the competitive advantage is the answer and being close to those members. And are you finding that some of your staff are having to commute from long, far away, or do you find that they're actually mostly living south of the Fraser now and kind of choosing to work closer to home? Because we constantly hear there's this global war for talent. People want to locate their businesses where they can actually attract talent. So it's great to hear that you guys are able to do that here in Surrey, but where are your people living? So our people are living right from Chilliwack, even as far as Hope and Agassiz, to be honest all the way to the lower mainland. Outside, you know, we have the four branches and about 80 employees in the interior of the Okanagan. And even some of those have head office roles in Surrey. And so, you know, you think about what COVID has done from us or what we're doing today, the remote work, the virtual conversations, that's going to continue. But what we're seeing is there's still that need for face-to-face, whether that's a member experience or an employee experience, whether that's for building trusted relationships, meetings, all those things that still matter, you need a central location. So the answer is what it did for us is picking Surrey, broaden the talent, because if I do live in Vancouver and I want to be near the university downtown, I can still get out to Surrey when I need to. But remote work allows us to provide that flexible work environment that our employees are really looking for. And it is a competitive advantage because we are willing to, and we've embraced it with technology. And yet we haven't lost sight of the fact that sometime you need to have those face-to-face team meetings to build those trusted relationships and do a better job of collaborating and make it personal. Absolutely. So I guess with the uh, public health officer kind of saying that people can kind of now work in the office, they're lifting restrictions. Is Prospera going in that direction and asking staff to come back or are you guys going to let them make a choice? Yeah, so the answer is we do have a return to work policy and it is quite something that was developed as we saw with the changing regulations. So our first priority through this entire COVID situation has been the safety of our members, the safety of our employees and compliance to the regulations. So that work safe environment, but we have already started some groups working back in head office in Surrey. So if you take the several hundred employees that were working in the tower, we were down to 
tens, and I'm not exaggerating, because some of those challenges, even if you think about us occupying space between the 19th and 25th floor, if you had to get two people in an elevator, it would take all day for people to get up or all day to get down at the start of COVID rules. So it wasn't even viable. So we did have to, but to answer your question, we've already started that. And with the changes we've seen this week, even in uh, legislation around WorkSafe, we are resuming work to normal, but we will not be mandating that all our employees have to come in five days a week. Some of our peers have made that decision. We've actually found it's improved the lifestyle and made us a more attractive employer by saying, we're going to ask you to come in one day a week or two days a week to attend that team meeting or do that collaborating that I talked about. And we're actually better for the environment if you think about it. There's less travel, less parking, less personal risk, more work-life balance. So those are some of the benefits you get, what you learn through a COVID environment. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's good to hear it because I can't stress enough, you know, economic development where I'm at and probably doing business in banking, it's, it's really a contact sport. And, you know, it's, it's all about relationships and you need to have that physical space for people to build those relationships. And, you know, you mentioned the growth in Surrey City Centre. I think we keep saying that, you know, at any given time, there's probably 14 new towers popping out of the ground in our community. And, you know, we've um, over the past year, even during COVID, we've had some exciting companies say that they want to locate here in the city centre, taking up office space, being major employers for the same reasons why you guys are here in city centre. So, you know, you do a lot of business banking and leasing. What type of businesses are you seeing looking for loans and looking to grow here in the um, Surrey South Fraser market. So it might be easier to say what we're not seeing, but to be honest, because the economy, back to my point with this immigration, migration, population growth, is becoming more diverse all the time. You might have said it's not a technological hub. Well, now it is. Professional practices, um, there's still that real, the core of what we'd, I'd call the real estate development, the retail, the uh, hospitality industry, all those long-standing manufacturing continues to grow because of the affordability. What I would say that competitive advantage, if you were a manufacturing facility in Richmond or Vancouver, you could actually relocate and be more affordable in Surrey. That's the affordability. So I call that the competitive advantage. Plus your employees could relocate and they'd have twice as much home for the same money. And maybe I'm exaggerating on that point, but there's certainly a component of that competitiveness. And then to answer your question, we're seeing every industry grow, maybe outside of agriculture because of the cost of land. So that maybe is becoming more intensified, if I could call it that. So the number of acres being added to agriculture aren't increasing. So if I were a business and I'm looking to kind of do business banking, what would you say is Prospera's sweet spot? So I would say our sweet spot is, you know, you mentioned the value proposition. If you're looking for a local relationship manager that meets you in the office or is just down the street that lives in your marketplace, so that fiercely loyal and local, so that relationship, all our decisions are made locally. We don't send anything to Toronto. We don't create anything far, far away. I was in the with the big banks for 30 years, and I think about when I made the decision four years ago to go to the credit union, was very simple for me, that alignment to the member values, the value of the contribution to the community, and the focus on the employee experience as opposed to the stock price. So for me, to answer your question as a business, someone that has those same values that says, 
local matters. I want someone with relationship, service, advice, with competitive pricing and competitive structures and a knowledge that they can support. So I'll use the example in one of the, you know, I, I listened to the past podcast and I, we do more townhouse financing in Surrey than any other FI. It's an interesting space because that's the fastest growth. And you'd say, well, what do we need that for? How is that helping the local economy? Well, it's making affordable housing and yet they still have a, their own home, right? It is a town home as opposed to maybe a more, I'm going to say, cost competitive piece where you'd say, well, we got single family homes on, on large lots. That's not maybe feasible in an urbanization environment. So that's where I would say we do a lot of development, we have manufacturing, we have professional practice, but the newest one that's sort of unique is what I'd call the gig economy. We're seeing way more home-based or those types of startups, self-employed, the small local enterprising. So we've invested materially in technology for auto adjudication. So fast forward on an account opening system or a loan origination system, even though we're relative small credit union compared to the big banks, we can open an account in 15 minutes or approve a loan within minutes by the use of technology because we've used fintech to get the latest and greatest and be competitive. And so you have to be competitive in products and services, but where your differentiator is your values. That local, so when we give, you know, if there's floods in the Fraser Valley as an example, it might sound, oh yeah, Prospera wrote a check for $50,000 and it had X number of hours of employees volunteering as well. But if you think about that in racial, the Royal Bank would have to give $500 million. You know what I mean? In terms of as a percentage of their profitability, but it's immediate, it's instant. And it's not just the check. It's actually our employees working and volleying, cleaning up That's those awesome. types of investments. That's awesome. And, and, you know, just to riff off that point about, you know, the gig economy, because that's certainly one that's actually quite interesting and quite exciting. And I think before COVID, we started seeing a lot more people getting into the gig economy because of Uber because of DoorDash and Uber Eats and all these kind of things. Do you see a lot more professionals getting into the gig economy? And are you seeing them more being professional gig economy workers? Or is it more of the service provider type gig economy workers down here in the South Fraser? So we're still seeing it more in the service providers. But you know, that consolidation in the professional practice space or the professional space is still happening because not everybody wants to manage their own practice. So we are seeing maybe more, even if you take a medical practice or a dental practice, you're seeing an, a funny kind of consolidation, but you are still seeing those independents. But from a gig economy, that still tends to be so specialized. We're not seeing it the same as we are in the service space. Fantastic. And I guess when we kind of take a look at the buildings that you're doing, you mentioned a lot of townhouse developments here. And certainly, you know, I just moved into a, a duplex, right? Because I uh, live downtown Vancouver. I needed more space, starting a family, all those kind of things. And townhouses are the new single family home of the future. Are you also providing the mortgages as well? Or are you guys doing a lot of that kind of services? And are you seeing a growth in people doing that? Because one of the other things that, you know, I know we talk a lot about these days is, you know, oh my gosh, affordability is so difficult right now in the lower mainland and people have to kind of have these big mortgages in order to kind of buy property. Are you seeing that or are people just saving up for a larger down payments? So we are seeing that displacement much like yourself for an affordability. To answer your question, we've got I'm going to call it four main divisions we operate. Our leasing business, our business banking, personal banking and wealth. 
So much like all the banks and all the other credit unions, we offer those wide range of services. Having said that, you know, we have a regulatory advantage. We can support a non-B20 financing for those in business for self. For the average employee who's earning a salary, much of the rules are the same. Doesn't matter which credit union or bank, the interest rates are the same. So I wouldn't say there's a competitive advantage there other than, again, that we do have the digital channels, but we have the broker channels, but we also have that local relationship. So that one's a much more difficult to differentiate yourself. But if you think about our focus on business, local enterprising businesses, because we do want to take care of the shareholders, the employees, the customers and suppliers of those. So that's why we ended up in Surrey, because not only can we can do that, we can provide all those things, their wealth management, their personal banking, as well as their business banking for them and the people that matter to them. Well, I think you've made a very compelling business case for why Prospera is in Surrey. And so if some of our listeners are saying, hey, I want to kind of join the movement, come out and work in Surrey, is Prospera hiring right now? Are you guys looking for more great people? We are growing. We probably got a little caught off guard. We were not expecting things to come out of COVID and, you know, record home prices, record uh, business banking. So in our business banking, it sounds maybe this doesn't sound crazy to you, but our business banking grew by 21% last year. That's the best ever. Now, it doesn't hurt that we're in the Okanagan, the lower mainland in the Fraser Valley. It may help. Um, We're not in Alberta or Saskatchewan. So some of that would be luck on geography and the economic activity. But on the talent front that you're talking about, you need people to take care of this. And we need a highly educated and trained workforce. So we are hiring. And so anybody that wants to pull up LinkedIn, you'll see there's opportunities, particularly in our personal banking channels, lots of opportunities there. Is it like probably in the more senior with experience or is it kind of across the board from entry level all the way up? I would say all the way up and including those head office roles, you know, whether that's marketing, whether that's a treasury function, finance and accounting, some of the things people don't even know banks have in behind the scenes. You'd say, well, you know, I think the obvious is we got a credit department, but people wouldn't know you'd have a marketing division or a business intelligence or a technology solutions department. We cannot find enough people in our business technology solutions as project managers because we are finalizing some of our single banking platforms. And those experts are so hard. The technology sector, it's a big investment for us in that harmonization and and being really, what I would say, relevant and ready to stay because people are moving to digital platforms. If we're not there, that may be a disadvantage. We need to stay ready and relevant. And so that's why there's such an investment in technology, which means you need skilled labor for that. Absolutely. And just a personal question right now, are you guys going to get into crypto and um, cryptocurrency and all that kind of digital uh, currency kind of stuff? So the answer is no today. Someday, we, we don't want to lead this. We don't have the expertise to be the leaders. We know it's going to come someday, but I don't think we have the infrastructure or the capabilities or credibility to risk our members' organization on it today. The regulator has its own opinions. It's not highly regulated. We're regulated under the BCFSA, which is the government organization that looks after credit unions and mortgage investment corporations and a few other things. So you need to be mindful of our members expect us to follow all the regulations, and we're not sure where those are headed even yet. 
Fantastic. Well, you guys are operating safe for your investors, you know, a steady eddy for, you know, a lot of your shareholders and also doing great for your employees. So thanks again, Ed, for chatting with us and sharing your insights today. And thank you, our listeners, for tuning into Economic Insights. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a rating and review and share with others. And give us a follow on LinkedIn if you'd like to catch an episode as soon as it's released. And see you next time. Thank you again, Ed.